Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including Hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. The following article is from the November-December 2016 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry and is written by Leon Zeldis, 33rd degree, and is called What One Man Can Do. Brother Joel R. Poinsett, who helped make the poinsettia, America's Christmas flower, put his principles into practice. Joel R. Poinsett was an extraordinary man and Mason who made an unforgettable contribution to the development of the United States and its neighbors. We do not know when Poinsett became a Mason, but he is recorded as being a past master of two South Carolina lodges, Recovery Lodge No. 32, Greenville, and Solomon's Lodge No. 1, Charleston. In 1810, Poinsett was appointed as the first American diplomat to Argentina and Chile, at a time when South American countries were struggling to gain their independence from Spain. Chile was being governed by a revolutionary junta headed by José Miguel Carrera. The Chileans were divided. Some of them, the Spanish-born wealthy landowners, wanted to remain under Spanish rule, while most of those born in Chile thought otherwise. Poinsett arrived in November 1811 during a critical time in the struggle for independence. Although Chileans had declared their independence in September of the previous year, Spanish soldiers still occupied the far south, and in Peru, the Viceroy for Spain was preparing to send an expeditionary force to regain control of the country. Brother Poinsett became the friend and advisor to Carrera, also a Mason. He was invited to join an important project toward independence, writing a constitution for the new republic. Poinsett used the recently enacted U.S. Constitution as his model. In addition, he proposed the cultivation of cotton and other crops that could be valuable for international trade. After Poinsett's return to the United States in January of 1816, He entered South Carolina politics, being elected to the state legislature for two terms, where he sponsored a bill to limit the importation of slaves into the state. In 1821, both his Masonic and his political lives took dramatic turns. That year, he was elected Deputy Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of South Carolina, and he was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives, where he took a place on the Foreign Affairs Committee. In March 1825, Poinsett resigned from Congress to accept an appointment as the first American ambassador to Mexico. His instructions were to acquire Texas and convince the Mexicans to redraw the borderline farther south. In Mexico, Poinsett met the new president, Manuel Felix Fernandez, better known as Guadalupe Victoria. The vice president was the conservative Nicholas Bravo, a Scottish Rite Mason who had been elected in a feudal move designed to bring peace between both camps. Soon after his arrival, Poinsett was approached by members of the newly formed York Rite Lodges, These included politicians and military men who wanted to get rid of the conservative faction in order to establish a firm Republican form of government. Poinsett deviated from his role as diplomat by helping the York Lodges form their own Grand Lodge, which became the center of the opposition political force. Although later Poinsett would claim that he did not expect the York Masons to act beyond their legitimate functions of benevolence and charity, he could not have ignored the intense political forces that were behind the creation of the competing Masonic body. 
As Guadalupe Victoria's presidential term came to its close in 1828, the conservative vice president, Nicolas Bravo, a centralist, rebelled and issued a proclamation known as the Montano Plan, which, among other rulings, prohibited all secret societies. Poinsett had overstayed his welcome by becoming too involved in Mexican political life. Plus, he was neither able to acquire Texas nor redraw the border. He returned to Charleston and became an active defender of the Union when the nullification dispute developed in South Carolina. Poinsett became the leader of those defending the authority of the Federation. In the end, South Carolina remained in the Union. Brother Poinsett was always interested in the progress of science and art. He was actively involved in the creation of the National Institute for the Promotion of the Sciences, the forerunner of the Smithsonian Institution, and became its first president. Also, on his return from Mexico, Poinsett brought back plants of a bright red flower known in Mexico as the Nochebuena, the flower of Christmas Eve. We now know it as the Poinsettia, named in honor of the man who brought it to America. Brother Poinsett gives us an example of how a man dedicated to giving others the benefits he himself enjoys at home goes out of his way to put into practice the principles he professed to uphold. Poinsett believed that freedom must be defended and despotism fought. He risked his career and his own life to give testimony that his ideals were not abstract philosophy, but vital rules of conduct. The following article is from the Encyclopedia Britannica website. Joel R. Poinsett, United States Statesman. Joel R. Poinsett, in full, Joel Roberts Poinsett, born March 2, 1779, Charleston, South Carolina, U.S., died December 12, 1851, near Statesburg, South Carolina. American statesman, noted primarily for his diplomacy in Latin America. A fervent liberal, he frequently meddled in the affairs of Latin American nations, incurring their animosity by his misdirected good intentions. The son of a prominent South Carolina physician, Poinsett was educated in the United States and England and then traveled for seven years in Europe and Western Asia, returning home to serve in the approaching war with England. He was instead appointed the special agent for the United States in Buenos Aires and Chile in 1810. Although he initiated diplomatic and commercial relations with those territories, he also supported the nascent revolutionary forces there. After serving in the South Carolina legislature from 1816 to 1820, Poinsett was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in 1820. He interrupted his legislative career to go on a special mission to Mexico in 1822 and 1823, publishing an account of his experiences in Notes on Mexico in 1824. In 1825, he became the first U.S. minister to Mexico, a post he held until 1829. Deeply involved in Mexican politics, he finally became persona non grata to the Mexican government. The Mexicans even coined the word poinsettismo to characterize his officious and intrusive behavior. In 1830, Poinsett became a leader of the Unionist Party in South Carolina, a group that opposed the doctrine of nullification, which held that the individual states have the right to set aside any federal law that violates their compact in the U.S. Constitution. As a reward for those services, President Martin Van Buren appointed him Secretary of War in 1837. He used his position to authorize an expedition in 1838, led by French scientist Joseph Nicolas Nicolette, with the assistance of American explorer and military officer John C. Fremont to survey and map the region between the Mississippi and Missouri rivers. 
Poinsett also authorized an expedition by the explorer Charles Wilkes that reached Antarctica and sailed through the South Pacific Ocean and along the western coast of North America. Poinsett served until 1841 and then retired to his plantation in South Carolina, where he opposed the growing secessionist movement in his state. An accomplished amateur botanist, Poinsett brought a flower from Mexico that was renamed the Poinsettia in his honor. He was instrumental in founding the National Institute for the Promotion of Science and the Useful Arts, a precursor of the Smithsonian Institution. The following article is from the South Carolina Encyclopedia website. Poinsett, comma, Joel Roberts, March 2, 1779 to December 12, 1851. In 1819, Poinsett became president of the State Board of Public Works, actively supervising canals and roads built to link Charleston with the undeveloped interior, including a road through the Saluda Gap that brought trade from North Carolina and Tennessee. Congressman, diplomat, U.S. Secretary of War, Poinsett was born on March 2, 1779, in Charleston, son of the Huguenot physician Elisha Poinsett and his English wife, Anne Roberts. As a child, Poinsett spent six years in England, where his formal education probably began. In 1794, he entered the Greenfield Hill, Connecticut Academy of Dr. Timothy Dwight, but stayed only two years because of his frail health. Returning to England, Poinsett attended private school at Wandsworth, where he excelled in languages. In 1797, he began medical school in Edinburgh, Scotland, but remained only one year. Returning to Charleston, Poinsett briefly studied law in 1800, but his interest quickly waned. In 1801, Poinsett set out for Europe, where he would spend most of the next seven years traveling across the continent. His fluency in foreign languages helped him form associations with several powerful European leaders, including Napoleon I, the French financier Jacques Necker, and Tsar Alexander I of Russia. Poinsett returned home in 1808 as war between Britain and the United States loomed. He hoped to secure a military appointment, but instead in 1810 was named U.S. Trade Envoy to South America, where British forces regarded him as a suspicious character. An ardent Republican who long wanted a military career, Poinsett was soon promoting rebellion among South American countries. Failing to persuade Buenos Aires to break with Spain, in 1811 he crossed the Andes to Chile. Despite Washington's neutrality, Poinsett urged Chile to rebel and helped organize an army. But by 1814, royalists had crushed the rebellion and he was forced to flee. Returning to South Carolina, Poinsett was elected in 1816 to the General Assembly, where he became a strong advocate of internal improvements. In 1819, Poinsett became president of the State Board of Public Works, actively supervising canals and roads built to link Charleston with the undeveloped interior, including a road through the Saluda Gap that brought trade from North Carolina and Tennessee. In 1821, Poinsett won a seat in Congress, where he represented the Charleston Congressional District until 1825. Although he seldom participated in floor debates, Poinsett opposed tariff increases, supported expansion of the military, and favored recognition of South American republics. In 1825, President James Monroe appointed Poinsett as the first U.S. ambassador to Mexico. Britain's influence there was strong, and Poinsett urged independence from Europe under America's Monroe Doctrine. He tried unsuccessfully to purchase Texas for the United States, thereby antagonizing Mexico. He failed to win a commercial treaty, but succeeded in promoting trade along America's southwestern border. His meddling in local political affairs made him unpopular in Mexico, 
especially among British commercial interests and the country's monarchists. The Mexican government requested his recall, and Poinsett left the country in January 1830. Poinsett returned to South Carolina at the heart of the nullification crisis and eventually became one of the state's leading unionists, even serving as President Andrew Jackson's confidential local agent in opposing the nullifiers and secretly organizing unionist militias. Poinsett's efforts were praised in the North, but his influence in South Carolina waned before the state's rights doctrine put forth by his political nemesis, John C. Calhoun. After the crisis ended, on October 24, 1833, Poinsett married Mary Izzard Pringle, the widow of a wealthy rice planter. The marriage produced no children. In 1837, President Martin Van Buren named Poinsett Secretary of War. He quickly set out to improve and expand the nation's paltry army of 8,000 poorly trained soldiers. He raised standards and sent officers to Europe for instruction. His artillery improvements made him one of America's foremost 19th century military reformers. In 1838, Congress enlarged the army to 12,577 men. As secretary, Poinsett also presided over removal of more Indians from east of the Mississippi than any other of his predecessors. In an 1841 report, Poinsett said that 40,000 Indians had been pushed west of the Mississippi. He also encouraged exploration, authorizing the western expedition of John C. Fremont and Jean Nicolette, as well as the Pacific voyages of Charles Wilkes. Leaving office in March 1841, Poinsett spent his last decade on his Greenfield District farm and his wife's Santee Plantation near Georgetown. In retirement, he promoted education, economic development, and weaning of Southern life from slavery. In 1844, Poinsett was elected president of the National Institute, a forerunner of the Smithsonian Institution. He served on the board of visitors of South Carolina College. He studied animal husbandry, agriculture, and botany. A red-leafed plant he introduced from Mexico, the Poinsettia, was named in his honor. When succession again threatened the nation in 1850, Poinsett's friends sought his leadership in opposing the movement, but he declined. Poinsett died in Stateburg on December 12, 1851, while traveling from Charleston to his Greenville home. He was buried in the cemetery of the Church of the Holy Cross, Stateburg. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.